Hey, welcome to the Fox Future Podcast. I'm Don Maeda with Salt Motor Live, and I'm joined on the phone by uh, Jordan Jarvis, who is, uh, I believe you're from New Jersey, right? But you're in, you're in one of the Carolinas right now? Yes, sir. I was born in Jersey and moved to North Carolina when I was about 10. Okay. And then uh, your team owner, Jason <laughs> Butsky. There you <laughs> is, go. At, at SGV Racing, he says you're you're just 20 years old. Uh, not 20 just yet, but not far away okay so you're okay you're 19 and yes, you've got already like five loretta lynn's women's amateur national championships yep so you've been winning since you were 14 15 <laughs> 14 my first championship was in 2015 oh wow that's impressive so um i know that you made history recently by uh, racing the second moto at ww um but take me through the whole uh the whole motocross story that you have um you know, there's so many other things for young ladies to do these days, but you're a, you're a badass dirt bike racer. You know, this sport is so addicting. I, I got hooked when I was really young. I started riding when I was five, and it's it just stuck. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I got a chance to ride the second moto of the 250 class at WW. Mm-hmm. And that was, it was unbelievable. Um not how I wanted to get in. My uh, my goal is to make it in and race both motos and not be an alternate. Mm-hmm. But I'll take what I can get at the moment. It was uh, a good chance to see what I was looking forward to and see what I'm working so hard for. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely crazy. A, a 30 plus 2 is not <laughs> too hard to practice. But uh, when you're out there trying to keep up with, you know, past champions and future champions and all those kinds of things, all those fast people, it's uh, definitely a different pace than you're used to riding. Yeah. So that that was definitely something to get used to. So, okay, going in as alternate. Well, actually, let's back up. Was that the first national you tried to qualify for? No, I've been trying to uh, make it in since last year. My first national was High Point. Okay. So, um I think the alternates, I mean, we've all seen them, like, when we're headed down to the uh, track for moto, you're you're waiting there, right? And you're, you're all geared up, just hoping to get the call. Yeah, I, uh, I've i tried to go down for, for an alternate a couple times this year, and uh, I want to say that two of those times, I've been the first one not to make it. So I was either the only one not to make it on the line or the first one they told me I wasn't allowed to go out there and race. Now, do they... Do they choose the alternates based on qualifying times? Like, do you take priority? No. Uh, it goes by where you finish in the LCQ. Oh, okay. So, so man, when you're sitting there and you're hoping somebody doesn't show up and all that, and, you know, it's probably a big letdown when you don't get called. But, like, what was it like when you got called at in Florida? You know, like uh... – all situations that seemed to uh, happen to me, it was um, it was interesting to say the least. It was definitely not an ordinary, um, just you know, kind of roll down there and get in right away. I was the fifth alternate after having some bike issues during the moto. I I was struggling to get over jumps and stuff, so I definitely wasn't riding my best. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do as well as I think I could have. I think I could have been. Like fifth in that LCQ, there was quite a few fast people in it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, I finished ninth, so I went down there as fifth alternate. 
and they took four alternates straight away, and I was still sitting there. And it came down to uh, probably about a minute and a half, two minutes before the card went up when they finally let me up on the gate. Oh, man. So, yeah. There was somebody that was waiting on his mechanics to bring up his bike, and he didn't make it up there in time. Mm-hmm. So I almost didn't make it in. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I was pretty upset. I don't have the best of luck. So in my mind, that rider's bike was going to pull up just before I got a chance to roll out there where they were going to have to pull me off line, which is what they did to me at Loretta Lynn's. Mm-hmm. The second race, I believe. I was on the line and they pulled me off to let somebody else go up there because they were ahead of me. Oh, man. So does yeah. that... Does the heart rate just spike when you get called? Oh, for sure. Because <laughs> I was sitting down there and I was all upset and extremely mad because I, I was just expecting that bike to roll up and then kick kick me off the line again. So when they told me that uh, the time had run out for that other rider to get his bike up there in time and they told me that I was allowed to go up on the rate, uh, on the line and, and get a moto and my heart rate definitely went through the roof. <laughs> And then you, I'm sure you were probably cold, right? You weren't stretching and warmed up or, or were no, you? I didn't, I didn't even get a chance to go out for uh, a sight lap. Oh, man. Um, How yeah, was that racing? You know, the second moto tracks beat, you know, I'm sure it was much different than it was during your LCQ earlier in the day. It, it was extremely different. Um, you know, it wasn't, obviously it's not ideal conditions to miss a sight lap. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, a lot of amateur races and stuff like that, they don't give you a sight lap. So, thankfully, I wasn't too uh, unfamiliar with it. I was pretty comfortable with not having a sight lap, so that definitely helped me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I definitely – I wasn't warmed up at all compared to the rest of those guys. <laughs> uh, okay, so what 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 emotions go through your head? Card goes sideways. You got your bike in gear waiting for the gate to drop. When that card went sideways and I was just sitting there waiting for it, I the only thing, honestly, that was running through my head was, holy crap, I'm about to be out there with all these guys. Oh, what do I do? <laughs> it's uh, it's just, it's such a unreal feeling to be out there and just to be sitting up on the line is one thing, but to know that you're about to be out there racing with it is ab- absolutely crazy. The, uh, the, the track of at ww is normally a gnarly track on an amateur day mm-hmm. so to go out there for a second moto on a pro day oh that was it was gonna be tough but i i, I definitely think i ride better on a, a rough track than i do a smooth track so i was definitely excited but uh to be up there with you know 39 of the fastest guys in the country you know some some people from other countries like france and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. is just it, it was crazy. It's something that I never really thought I was going to do. You know, it's one of those things where you kind of dream about it since you're little, but it just doesn't feel like it's going to happen until you're really up in the line. Mm-hmm. Okay, how did the race unfold for you? Um, It went okay. Uh, I ha- had some bike issues about halfway through, and it caused me to not be able to jump anything mm-hmm. about the 15-minute mark. So that's a little, um, a little sketchy, as as us motocrossers say quite a bit. Yeah. Um, definitely didn't help my case with it being a long moto. You know, jumps are 
or where you get to let your arms and your body just take a breath for a second. Yeah. And uh, kind of regroup. And I didn't have that. So that definitely made it very difficult mm-hmm. to, uh, to charge the entire time. But I wouldn't trade it. I definitely think when I get back out there again that I'm going to be ready for it just because the conditions that I had and how tough of a track and mm-hmm. just everything like that was probably some of the harder conditions that I'm going to have to experience. Yeah, you won't, so be, think, you won't be going into the unknown anymore. No. Yeah, that uh, that's definitely going to help. You always get up there and you're thinking about, oh, what's it going to be like? What am I going to do? Am I going to be able to push the whole time? Like, when am I going to hit the wall? Mm-hmm. Um, just to get up there and know that I can push for most of the race, if not all the race, with uh, some bike issues, I think I'm going to I'm gonna do really well um, the next time I get a chance to, to go out and race some more motos. Nice. Are you coming to uh, Fox Raceway this weekend? I am. Okay, nice. Well, be sure to come by and say hello. Um, backing up a little bit, you know, so you got your fifth Loretta Lynn's championship this year. Um, I believe you had a clean sweep, correct? I did. So, lining up for Loretta's with four titles already, um, does it feel like there's not much left to prove for you? Or is it just going to get everyone you can? Going into Loretta's as a past champion, there's almost, there's definitely, there's always weight on your shoulder because you're almost expected to win every time you go back. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I definitely think that there is a little bit left in me. Unfortunately, there's not much for women or girls at Loretta's. You win, you win a girls or a women's title at Loretta's and someone just kind of pats you on the back. You don't, you don't get the, the exposure and the help that you would if you were a guy that won a title there. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, that's just kind of the reality of it. So there's not as much as you would think. But for me personally, there's always going to be something there to prove for myself. Um, you know, it, it's still, uh, it's Loretta's story. You get some good years, you get some bad years and my bad years always, <laughs> always seem to be on, uh, on an odd number year. So I won. <laughs> you, you know, you laugh, but so far I have not been able to break the streak. Really? I won in 2014, 16, 18 and 20. And I've had bike issues or fallen every other year. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so... I'm, I'm hoping to break that <laughs> next year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I would say that the pinnacle of women's motocross was, uh, you know, in the Ashley Filek era. Um, is it, is it a little bit disheartening to see the state of women's motocross now or, or what, what inspires you? I mean, you know, obviously you're, you've got your sights set on racing against the men at the highest level, but you know, it's just kind of sad to see the series. It was at the nationals same day. And then now it's like WMX titles, like a bunch of, uh, different amateur nationals, one race here, one race there, correct? Yeah, I um, I got to race the final year of the WMX. Well, what, what was left of the WMX, mm-hmm. and I did win that. And it, it was sad to see that pretty much every race, the most you would get is 14 or 15 girls, and that's the most. Mm-hmm. Um. So it was, it's definitely 
heartbreaking. I grew up watching Ashley and Jessica Patterson and, and all those fantastic uh, women riding, and I got to see them on TV. And when I would watch them, I knew what I wanted to do, and mm-hmm. I knew that if they can do it, I could do it, and there was something for women to do in this sport. Mm-hmm. That has since gone away, and I feel as if the number of women or girls starting out um, have definitely gone down over the past. Uh, you know, you watch a WMX and like the old WMX days, and there's almost a full gate of women, or however many there were. But there was there was so many of them. It was, it was just awesome to watch and see all those women ride on a pro track. And I definitely feel like it it inspired so many young girls to you know, ride and, and push to become the best they can and, and be phenomenal athletes. But without women's racing really being what it used to be, I kind of feel like women are, are getting more discouraged and uh, just not seeing this as as an option as a career anymore. Um, and my goal as... A rider as a female rider is to maybe hopefully bring some type of a female WMX class back mm-hmm. uh, it's going to take a lot it's going to take a lot of cooperation from um, all the other female riders but I think if I can make some more nationals and hopefully make some supercrosses here in the future that I might be able to bring something back and and hopefully get the WMX class back on pro day. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy is uh you know there's no series like that at the pinnacle of the sport, but to me it seems like there's more fast women riders now than there were back then. You know what I mean? I mean, would you agree? I mean, why are there so many more girls that ride now? I feel like there was more girls that rode back in the day but i feel like there's more top level girls now because we had to grow up with little women or girls classes like back in the day there used to be maybe not as many girls classes as there was a couple years ago but there was still always a girls or women's class at every Mm -hmm. big race um i feel like we had to to grow up with little to no girls or women's classes and we had to ride with the guys and I think that's why there's so many of us um, women that are farther ahead than uh, than the past women were. Mm-hmm. So it definitely helped us in a way, but it's also hurting us as well because so many women have quit or just moved on to something else because there's nothing in the sport for them. You know, they win a, a title at Loretta's and what do they get? a GoPro or whatever Loretta's hands out as a trophy. (laughs) Yeah. We don't get bikes. We don't get, you know, like a factory ride out of it. We don't get any of that. Yeah. And it's very discouraging to put all that work in to win a title at Loretta's or or wherever you win a title at and just get nothing in return. Yeah. So what keeps you going right now then? I mean, title after title after title. Um, I... I love the sport. Um, 
I mean, I know a lot of people say that, but I truly, I do love the sport. I don't know what I would be doing right now Mm -hmm. if I didn't ride. Um, And I think the love of the sport and, and all the people that I've met through the sport definitely helps keep me going. But I'm more so determined to make it in the men's side of this sport, not necessarily in the women's side of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely enjoy riding with the women. I'm, my goal is to go over next year and race the women's class in the GPs mm-hmm. just to uh, kind of explore and spread my arms out a little bit and get, just get my toes wet and a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, but I've always loved racing with the guys. It's, it's different. It, it, like, it's hard to explain. You ride with the girls. That's all well and good. But then you ride with the guys and, either sometimes they just don't see you as a girl and they ride with you like that. Or sometimes you got a target on your back because you are a girl and it makes you ride even more faster. <laughs> yeah. And it makes winning or, or beating guys that much more enjoyable because you can see how mad they get. Yeah. Okay. On that note, you're a Fox racing rider, right? Do you yes. choose to wear men's gear or do you wear the women's line? Cause you know, the women's line is usually kind of <clears throat> indicative of, you being a female, right? By the colors they choose. Yeah. Um, I, up, up to this point, I have worn men's gear. Um, like you said, for, for the different color choice. And a lot of times gear companies don't make women's gear to fit women racers. They Mm -hmm. fit women riders, women racers, you know, have, neck braces and chest protectors and knee braces and stuff like that. And the women's gear just is restricting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I worked with Fox this year and w- they created a women's flex air line and, uh, and some other women's gear that does fit extremely well with the knee braces and the chest protectors that, um, that mint blue and like kind of purple gear I wore at WW in, mm-hmm. in the 250 moto. That's women's gear. Oh wow! Okay. Um, and it's unbelievable. It fits so well, and I wear probably more uh, like protective gear underneath than most people do nowadays. You know, a lot of kids don't wear neck braces and stuff like that anymore. It's just, I guess, not what people do anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. But I do wear a ton of protective gear, and it still fits phenomenal. Nice. I thought that was really cool. Like, well, this, this unplugged series that Fox has been doing, it's it's the AC one especially was awesome. I thought like it was a good, candid type peek into his personality and what the day at the track is like. And when I saw the release that they did one with you, I was like, well, that's really cool that they did one with their female athlete. Fox is trying really hard to uh, um, do what they can to help women riders. They've had a ton of women riders over the years. Uh, they helped Ashley out, um, Jessica Patterson. You know, they they do what they can. Um, they try and do whatever they can to help, honestly, anybody. You don't have to be male or female. Like, it doesn't matter. They just they want to help and grow the sport, and that's exactly what they're doing. This Unplugged series, I think – shows you a side of their riders that you don't get to see on TV or um, on like vlogs and stuff like that. It just kind of shows you like a raw cut of 
of what a pro's life is or, or what they do to get themselves ready for the championships or just the motos they do. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, last couple questions I have is I know that you got your points in Supercross Futures this year. Do you have your sights set on 250 Supercross 2021? We're still not sure about that. Um, that's still kind of up in the air at the moment. I, I've never really, <laughs> I've never really been completely prepared for whether, like, whether it be Arena Cross or the Supercross Futures the past couple years. I've never come in being completely ready for it, and I definitely think that's hurt me. Um, so when I want to, like, when I decide to do Supercross, I want to be 100% ready to give it everything I have and be able to keep up with the guys and not be afraid to do anything. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's going to take a lot of time. And I don't know if I'm going to have enough time to do that this year, just with the, the motocross series running so late. Yeah. Um, so it's a possibility. I might run uh, the 2021 series this year, but if not, definitely the 2022 season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last question, Jordan. You have a time machine. You go back. Ashley, Jessica, Tar Geiger, you line up with them. Are you faster now than they were back then? Um, <laughs> I'll put you on the spot. Yeah, you know, that's a tough question. Uh, I'm, I'm going to quote. I mean, I, I've, Ashley. Heard, I've heard people say that to me, that you're gnarlier than the girls in the past were. I'm going to quote Ashley on this because I've become good friends with her over the year and I'm going to quote her on this. She has said that I was, she thinks that I was faster than her uh, when I was a couple of years younger than I am now. Mm. So possibly, um, I mean, there's not really any way to, to know for sure unless <laughs> I was right there with them. Yeah, There's definitely different circumstances, you know, different tracks, different bikes and stuff like that. Um, but if I could go back in time and ride with all of them in their peak, uh, that would be a total blast. I would have so much fun. You know, those were my idols growing up. And that's who I watched on TV and said, that's who I want to be like. Mm-hmm. So if I got a chance to go ride with them, that would be one hell of a story. Nice. Well, hey, Jordan, thanks for the time. And uh, best of luck this weekend at Fox Race. We have all places, right? <laughs> Perfect timing. It will <laughs> give me some good luck, too. All right. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the uh, Fox Feature podcast with uh, Jordan Jarvis. Keep an eye on her this weekend. What's the number on the bike? 301. 301. All righty. Thanks, guys.